Hello friend, I am Maria and welcome to the Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. This show is about spirituality, consciousness, and the inner workings of the universe at large. My partner Sergey uses hypnosis to bring me into a deep theta state where I get a chance to connect with my higher self. He then interviews me to uncover a wealth of knowledge about higher realms, celestial beings, and various energetic practices. Enjoy! Today, I would like to talk to you about the third eye chakra. Could you please tell me about this chakra and uh, what role it plays in people's lives? Sure. I mean, I think that if we are to talk about the third eye chakra, why don't we talk about the third eye in its totality as a concept, right? Yeah. Because I think you can't really look at this concept without looking at the physical aspect of the third eye and the etheric slash energetic aspect of the third eye, which would be the chakra, right? Yeah. They are very much a unit. They operate in unison, right? And, um, you know, one does not exist without the other. They are, they come as a package. Um, so the third eye, if you will, in a more broader sense, in, um, within a human, is the center of all knowledge. It's the center of all perception. It's the center of the great understanding and perceiving it is the center of truth, if you will. Um, truth that spans dimensions, that spans time and space reality. Um, it is um, a communication device of sorts, also within a human body. And um, as far as the physical body is concerned, it is one of the more evolved part parts of a human. Um, that is largely dormant right now within the human uh, family. Um, although it hasn't always been this dormant within the human family. And certainly its original intention is to be the opposite of dormant. And, you know, very knowingly so. And there is a reason why third eye is considered to be the center of enlightenment. Um, because you know, humans that evolve and, you know, th those um, humans that get to that greater understanding, you know, get to that greater knowledge would be considered, quote unquote, enlightened uh, or having seen light by the other member members of their species. So, uh, like I said, third eye is something that exists both in your physical and your third bodies or energetic bodies. Um, and they work hand in hand together. Um, it is a fairly multi-dimensional type of construct. So it's interesting about the center is that geometrically, right? Let's think about the human brain, right? Um, the third eye is more of an energetic concept, is more of a spiritual concept, if you will. Um... Then, of course, there is uh, the pineal gland, which is more of a physical construct, physical concept, and it is part of the human brain. 
So if you look at the human brain, um, the pineal gland of the third eye is located in its geometric center. So if you kind of were to dissect the human brain and figure out what is that center point from the geometric standpoint, you would actually uh, arrive at the pineal gland. Um, it is so obviously by design, like all things are within a human body, nothing is ever by chance. What's interesting about the pineal gland is um, the reason it is a center of knowing is because it gets you to a very cross-dimensional space. Um, I'll explain what it means, right? So let's go back for a second to the concept of geometric center of the human brain. Um, if you were to draw a vertical line in the human body to try to divide that body in two parts, into two parts, you would be able to do that and you know you would have to draw a line alongside the spinal cord, right? This vertical line alongside a human spinal cord. And then um, you could draw another line that would be um, a horizontal line, right? In essence, forming a cross. The way you want to draw the horizontal line, if you want to understand how the human body functions, is by dividing the right side of the human body and the left side of the human body. So if you're familiar with the anatomy of the human brain, you know that there are two hemispheres, right? The right hemisphere and the left hemisphere. And they're connected by um, this white matter, um, which is basically this connective tissue, if you will, uh, that visually looks like a band of uh, neurons and it's called corpus callosum. So if you were to draw a line alongside the corpus callosum, in essence, you know, dividing the right, you know, it's like a line that would divide the human body into the right side and the left side, the, the female and the male. You would, in essence, get a horizontal line that pretty much represents all, all the depth of a third dimension. So for a human, for a physical human, um, that is basically a symbiosis of a body and a soul, right? For a physical human to be able to have an experience in third dimensional space, what that human needs to do it, it is it, it, it has to go deep within this 3D realm. So like it's kind of like uh, energetically would be perceived like a deep dive into a particular dimension, right? The only reason that we're able to do that is because we're able to experience the depth of perception of this particular dimension. One of the reasons we're able to do that is a pineal gland, right? Hmm. And again, so the pineal gland, if you were to draw this horizontal and vertical line through the human body, it would kind of be at the very intersection of these two lines. So in essence, it is the center point that connects you very deep three third dimensional consciousness and life and the higher aspects of your evolution which is that vertical line right that's you know goes from you know up from from down to up or from up to down depending on how you want to look at it and that represents cross-dimensional travel right so your soul in order for your soul to even have an incarnation it needs to descend alongside this vertical line from its higher consciousness aspect to its lower consciousness aspect. That is the 
prerequisite to having an incarnation. You could not have an incarnation unless you had this vertical line and path that you have to travel. You know, initially to, to incarnate, you have to tra travel from up to down. To disincarnate, you have to travel from down to up. So you, you kind of travel alongside this axis, right? Um, to travel cross-dimensionally from physical into spiritual. The same, in the same way, for you to have a human experience that starts from birth and goes to death, you have to travel along, uh, along a horizontal axis, right? And again, mm -hmm. that horizontal axis, the beginning is the birth. Technically, the end is the death. For you to be able to travel alongside that, you need to kind of like be in it. You need to fully immerse yourself in this third dimensional consciousness, you know, have a point or a perspective that's actually separate from A, your higher self, B, from everything else in the universe, right? So those two come together in this point, um, golden point that, you know, is referred to as the third eye or the pineal gland. So the pineal gland is, again, the physical representation. Third eye is a more metaphysical representation uh, or label. Okay, going back to, um, I guess, the purpose and, um, and the function and, and like the, the bigger why, right? So humans as a species um, have not necessarily been meant to be disconnected from the universe at large or disconnected from their species, right? So one of the focal points, one of the purposes of, of the pineal gland is to make sure that humans can stay connected to the bigger picture while experiencing the depth of an incarnation. Um, so it is from that, from that regard, um, uh, the point in your body, pretty much the only point in your physical body that is cross-dimensional. So the pineal gland at the same time exists in the third dimension and all other dimensions. And that's like an interesting concept to grasp, right? Um, originally, historically, another name for the pineal gland, which has been forgotten by the human psyche and consciousness is the dragon eye. Um, the reason that it was called that, and by the way, if you like dragons are, you know, reptilian type creatures, if you look at some of the reptilians and even the amphibians that are alive today on earth, you would be able to see a third eye type structure that is actually protruding from their heads. You know, some frogs have it, a lot of lizards have it, etc., etc. Um, so the dragon eye, you know, is, is a construct and uh, is an organ that exists elsewhere, you know, and um, it is very much, you know, no other actually primates have a third eye. So humans are actually quite unique as far as mammals and primates are concerned. They have that third eye and that, you know, it's, it's almost like a gift to be able to transcend dimensions. So generally speaking, the sensory perception of amphibians and reptilians today is broader spectrum than human perception is. And the reason for that is while we've kept this organ, now I will return to the dragon in a second, it is so dormant in, in the human, uh, in the current human state that we are only able to see, see and perceive the physical. Whereas the reptilians actually, the amphibians are able to perceive other things also. So they have like a broader spectrum of perception. Now, going back to dragons, right? Like, again, dragon is 
a more, let's say, higher level representation of a reptilian type species. Um, so dragons in generally, like in general, one cool thing to, thing about dragons is that they are able to perceive across dimensions. So when they, uh, you know, look at the world, they're able to see third dimension, fourth dimension, fifth dimension, sixth dimensions, up to eighth dimension, right? So dragons at any given point in time um, are able to see between third and eighth dimension. And so the concept of a dragon eye is representative of that transcendental vision, if you will, that God placed inside of a human brain with the purpose of allowing humans that level and range of perception, right? Mm -hmm. Now, um, obviously that is very, very dormant in a contemporary human species, very much by design. Um, you know, by, when I say by design, um, you know, by design or rather by a plan. Um, and timing. You mean? Timing, yes, potentially, but like there is a plan that, you know, just intends to control the perception of the human race and needs to keep it within a certain range. So in order, basically, the, the reason that, basically, it's, it's kind of like, imagine only being able to see blue out of the spectrum of, of, of the rainbow. That is pretty much what the perception of the pineal gland has been diminished to in a current human. Right, so it sees a certain range and it's able to perceive a certain range of stuff, quote unquote, that's happening, of information that's happening, but it's only receiving a very limited range of information compared to its capabilities. Uh, I'll stop there and let you ask questions. No, everything is clear. Uh, I just want to dig deeper um, and see like what it all means. Like it's. Uh dormant but some people still have access to it right and they they can see right so cross dimensionally yes yes and no so we are as a species right it's actually very interesting um you are always receiving information about your surroundings so your third eye is not the only way for you to get information right if you have you know if you remember our conversation about the emotional body, that is another guidance system, right? Mm -hmm. That is a little, a little bit more third dimensional. So there are mul multiple centers in human body, right? And then I'll, I'm going to get back to the third eye. I think it's an interesting distinction to make. So there are multiple quote unquote centers um, that different people would mistake for intuition within a human body that are not truly intuition or intuitive knowledge, right? So the first center that is perceiving information, intuitive type of hit, is your gut. That's why they say I have a gut feeling, right? So your gut um, is very much connected and in the matrix, right? So it's connected to everything within the matrix that your body exists in. So very often, if there is an immediate danger to your, the physicality of you, you know, you're going to have this guttural response of, ooh, I shouldn't be doing that. Ooh, I shouldn't be going there. Ooh, I shouldn't be driving so fast. Whatever that guttural response is, right? Because your gut is one of the centers on your, on, on, on your spinal cord, one of the centers of your human body that you're able to get information from, right? Second center that is meaningful is your heart center, and that is your center of connection. 
so anytime you know sometimes they're like oh it just doesn't feel right or you know it doesn't feel right for my heart like my heart is not in it right that is another internal guidance system that you have and your heart is your point of connection to your own species and your planet and you know the universe at large and that is you know your connection with the other emotional bodies of other humans so you know if you are to operate successfully as a species you need to get and always receive information about how your you know the other members of your species are feeling at any given point in time and so you know that is kind of like what your center of connection is for your pineal gland is the center of knowledge which means that it is like the deeper knowing of like the ultimate truth of everything so for those people that have an active pineal gland and by the way there is a range for how active it needs to be um it's not fully fully dormant in fact like the pineal gland is reawakening and even if your pineal gland is only operational uh but by one percent even if it's only one percent operational you are going to feel it like it like it only needs to be opened by one percent for it to start making a meaningful difference in your life right so you don't don't think of it as like very either open or closed and there is no in between there's so much range within this one gland within this one center um that you know um, it, it is fascinating in and of itself. But basically, when the pineal gland is open, you feel, you know, as even a third, a third dimensional human, what you would feel is you'd feel integrally connected to everything in the universe. And that's why another way to think about the pineal gland is the center of connectedness and unity. So because actually, uh, let, let's go back to my original analogy and explanation about how it is in the geometric center of your brain. It is smack in between, smack in the middle of your two hemispheres. So it is literally your connective tissue that connects your masculine side to your feminine side and is going to form some type of unity of that, right? Uh, it's going to marry the two. It is also that connective tissue that connects your third dimensional self with your higher self and trying to marry the two, right? Trying to marry what the higher self intention is for you and the capabilities of your lower self to move alongside that intention, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So it is a very beautiful connecting, connecting spot. Now, every human receives all kinds of intuitive information. Like I said, not all of it comes from the pineal gland. Most of it comes from your gut or your heart, right? Mm -hmm. All of that people call intuition. True intuition actually comes from the pineal gland. And that is more so connected to the mental body and connected to the knowing. Mm -hmm. right? Got it. So third eye is connected to the mental. To the, to the, yes, to the knowing more so than the feeling of mm -hmm. something. Right. The way that your pineal gland receives information is through things like thought forms uh, or the actual voices, <laughs> um, through pictures, right, and images, uh, whether static or moving, so like little movies, right? Um, I mean, so, or perception, 
right? Just like, okay, ooh, I just, or like a deep knowing, like, I just know this to be true and I just realize that I know this right now, right? So like it communicates to you and the way you perceive information is via like multiple different streams. So in different people, not every pineal gland is created equal. You know, some people's pineal glands might be more tuned to images. Other people's pineal glands might be more tuned to words. Other people's pineal glands are more attuned to like perception mm-hmm. of things. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, I think your original question was... Uh, the, the role it plays in people's lives. Oh. Well, there are many roles, really. There's not just one, right? Um, yeah, like uh, maybe like the main functions. Yeah, sure. We can go over that. So one of the more obvious ones that you could read pretty much anywhere is, you know, your pineal gland really controls what is called uh, the circadian rhythms in your body, which is basically your perception of time. Um, it is, um, as, as you probably understand, uh, third dimensional reality is a manufactured reality and it is a little bit of an, an illusion, right? Um, it is a little bit of an illusion. And the one thing that creates, um, the perception that is real is this construct of time, which is a very artificial construct. So, you know, time kind of lives in your pineal gland, right? So it animates, um, your road, your way, your path by creating this feeling of fluidity and change that is a little bit artificial. That change is manifested through... Uh, the change of day and night. This is the very simple cycle, right? Uh, to remind you that, okay, like life goes on. There is change, there is movement, keep going. At the same time, this is a beautiful uh, chance to reset. Um, so every time that pretty much the, the clock strikes 12, by 12, I mean midnight, there is this beautiful uh feeling and what happens like is you basically get to start all over so it's like every day is a new beginning every day is a new beginning the same way that every month is a new beginning every week is a new beginning every year is a new beginning every decade is a new beginning every millennia uh, of human time is a new beginning right it is actually done very much intentionally because it is important for humans to be getting those new beginnings from the outside because they need this hits to be able to make change. Otherwise, actually, if you just had like one day that's lasted three years, let's say, and that was certainly a possibility, it is very easy to get stuck in a particular emotion or a particular pattern because you just keep going and it's like inertia and it just like momentum. You just like keep doing the same exact thing. Now, if that thing is good for you, it's amazing. If that thing is actually not good for you or something like a pattern that you came here to heal, it's a problem. So your pineal gland is a mechanism that allows you to reset time and reset your clock. Every day you start from zero. Every day you start from zero. Why do you want to start from zero? Is it because if you're trying to make change in your life, sometimes it's easier to start from zero than to fix the thing. You know, that's already gotten out of control a little bit. That is why it's important for humans to also, you know, quite literally go to sleep so that, you know, tomorrow is a new day. You know, so that, that. So basically your pineal gland is in control of your perception of time, right? And that 
stems from things like, or starts with things like just, you know, day versus night. Uh, and then it goes through things like, okay, when is time for, when is it time for me to um, get married? When is it time for me to have a child? Like, when is it time for me to age? Right? So it keeps internal track for your personal body and regulates it in a way that is in uh, consensus and in alignment with time perception on this planet, right? Mm -hmm. So there, you know, you have your internal biological clock that tells you, okay, like now it's time to wake up. Now it's time to have children. Whoops, too late to have children, for instance, right? Yeah. So the pineal gland, you know, kind of like speeds things up because it wants to make sure that you're getting those intuitive like warning bells saying, hey, 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 time for you to do this. So you don't snooze because it is such an artificial construct that unless the collective humanity doesn't buy into what's supposed to happen by a particular age, there's not going to be any rhyme or reason to human incarnations. And most people would actually end up living this life, having never gotten to work on the problems and issues that they're meant to work on. By the way, third dimensional uh, reality is a reality of relationships. The most important two relationships that you're going to have with your um, in your life are your relationship with your uh, parents and your relationship with your children. That being said, the pineal gland wants to make sure that you get on with uh, with the uh, script for your life. That's one. Two, um, it is quite literally the center that perceives or receives light in your body. It's like your light center, center of light or darkness, <laughs> depending on what you're receiving or not, right? So enlightenment, right? It's just light, a lot of light slash knowledge slash understanding, right? Slash truth coming into your body through the center. It's a receptacle for light, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Potentially, it could also be, you know, a receptacle for things like judgment. You know, is this light? Is this dark? Is this good? Is this bad? Sometimes also like... That would, you know, that would be kind of like your shadow aspect of the third eye. Okay. Um, other functions. Um, I mean, obviously, one of the predominant functions is to be able to connect you with your guidance system. Um, the guidance system uh, is multifaceted. So your pineal gland can get you really, really deep into your 3D realm giving you all this information that you need to be able to live a very fulfilled life in the 3D realm. Um, remember how I told you it is the center of unity? Yep. It is also the center that unifies your species and the center that, you know, creates that collective human consciousness or collective anything consciousness, um, to be honest. So for, for these other species that have the third eye, they, they have collective consciousness also. So that is the one thing that human beings don't have very a very good handle on at the moment so they don't perceive themselves as a species which is pretty much their only species animal species on earth that does not perceive itself as a species and is completely and utterly unaware of the fact they even have collective hmm. every other species is more of a herd mentality you know you have flocks of birds you know you have it's just a lot of animals, like they travel collectively, they live collectively, you have like prides of lions, you know, they're like, they're on the same page, that they are like a thing together, right? 
they're reacting a certain way as a species. And only humans are oblivious to the fact that they collectively manifest things. Hmm. You know, they collectively ask for things. They're collectively afraid of certain things. They're collectively, you know, joyful around certain things. Now, if the pineal gland was activated to a point that it can be, right? Again, that probably is not going to happen in 3D, but it will happen on this planet human beings would be able to finally get present to the fact that they are one species they are one family and by the way they would be able to you know that is when you tap into telepathic communication that is when you tap into like perceiving that one for all and all for one you know it is the way it's meant to be that is when you start seeing humanity embracing oneness Instead of having this mentality of like zero-sum game. If I win, you lose. If you lose, I win. Right? So the true unity of the human species is hidden inside of pineal gland and that being activated in in as many humans as is possible. Mm -hmm. So, you know, at the same time, pineal gland can give you other information about your surroundings. Um, If we think about this horizontal axis right so let kind of like let's look at the horizontal axis that is pretty much just this line between past future and present which again as i've just told you is an illusion however what your pineal gland is able to share with you is the choices that you're making what is the impact that your choices are bringing about right because pineal gland for it Time is an illusion anyway because it controls time, right? So it transcends time. So it knows knows exactly the consequences of all of your actions. So for the humans that have the pineal gland activated, they always make or they tend to make the right choices because they're being guided by, you know, what happens if they choose X versus Y. Hmm. So they're able to choose while being a lot more informed, right? Yeah. Um, same thing, like your pineal gland can look back into the future and help you see where your trauma comes from, even if it's ancestral trauma from 17 generations ago, right? So in other words, you know, it, uh, your pineal gland is a wonderful receiving vehicle or construct that helps you transcend things like past and future. Uh, and uh, bring about change and bring about, you know, uh, ease the ease of decision making. At the same time, because there's also the vertical axis, right, that pineal gland is smack in the center of, you're able to get guidance from higher dimensions, right, including your higher self. Most people, when they communicate with that their higher self, it happens in or through their uh, pineal gland and through their third eye. Mm -hmm. Uh, your third eye also helps you see the truth or the true nature of things for instance if there is a human that you know like a new person in your life and you're trying to figure out if they're right for you or wrong for you if they're like a good life partner or a good potential lover for your good business partner or a wrong business partner, your pineal gland is going to be able to provide you those intuitive hits that you need to be able to know for sure what hides behind 
the masks of, you know, people, circumstances, or events. Mm-hmm. Or if you're starting an enterprise, your pineal gland is going to be able to guide you and say, okay, like, don't go there, go here. Right? Again, it's your guidance system that comes from perceiving and receiving a lot of information. It's your grand antenna receptor and your truth barometer. Um, I would say these are the main ones. Mm-hmm. And what about like the inner vision? Uh, which part is it? Well, the the inner vision is honestly is just a system. Is one way that you're getting true information mm-hmm. or true knowledge, right? Yeah. Pretty much the 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 way that this center communicates to you is it could be destri- described as inner vision or inner hearing. Mm-hmm. Right? All yeah. of it, 100%. Yeah. Like, you're not going to be able to see with your inner eye, your third eye, in the same way that you're able to see with your normal two eyes. Mm-hmm. Just it's, it's, a different, like, it's a different type of your brain and it's a different function almost. Yeah. And um, how would a person uh, look like or behave uh, or maybe what how would the society look like if uh, you have a hundred percent open third eye so once you fully start uh integrating and opening the third eye as a human species like i said you're gonna start knowing deep down inside how connected you are to everything that surrounds you right And again, telepathic communication is open, so all the masks come off. So you know people's intentions, you know their deepest aspirations, things like that. So in a human society that has their pineal gland activated, they start operating as one unit and also in the best, um, you know, having, like wishing the best for everybody who is in the same chain as they are in the same species as they are so like literally your day-to-day is going to be flipped because of that because right now humans often act as enemies to each other as opposed to i have your back Mm -hmm. right yeah so once the center is fully activated the humanity fully evolves into being a species that's integrated as opposed to divided a species that is able and willing to show love and experience love on a day-to-day basis it's actually a lot easier to give love when you're also receiving it back right Hmm. a little bit harder arguably to give love when all you receive back is all the negativity right yeah so in a human society with pineal gland activated when you give love and get love when that's like a normal cycle imagine how much love there is that just keeps getting amplified that is like an unstoppable force all of a sudden. Hmm. And uh, is there a difference uh, like how men and women perceive uh, the third eye? How they perceive the third eye? Yeah. I mean, maybe like how they use it. Not not really. Mm-hmm. Not really. I mean, uh, if you remember the pineal gland is right smack in the middle of the, the two hemispheres. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So whereas, you know, you're technically speaking, right, um, when you develop your third eye in your energetic body, you would borrow that from your mother's side. And that is a receiving 
chakra so it is a feminine chakra mm -hmm. it does not really operate differently in men and women when it is operating properly there is a lot of commonalities between the genders actually hmm. got it okay and what could be different but that is like you know the difference could be that you know depending on the human what's different is the kind of information that you would be receiving like are you receiving mostly pictures are you receiving mostly words are you receiving mostly quote-unquote perceptive type like feelings i guess or hits mm -hmm. but that is not determined by your gender and that is determined by a couple of things first uh, how your ancestors the ones that had this chakra open or this organ open how they received information because first, initially, you're going to have to borrow that structure from someone. But also, the particular aspects of your higher self or the particular skill set of your higher self. So those two come together and they very much determine whether you're mostly going to get auditory hits or visual hits or something else. Hmm. But it's not that men only like always get pictures and women get words. Like It doesn't work that way. Got it. Okay. And um, what are the reasons uh, why it's closed because there are controlling uh aspects controlling entities on this planet that a choose to keep it closed right but also you know every every time that basically the there are many answers to your question one of the answers is because the pla this planet is controlled it's a controlled experiment and for the time being, it served humanity to have this closed. Mm, I see. Okay. At one point, there was also a collective wish for it to have been closed to experience that separateness. Because it's impossible to truly experience separation if your pineal gland is in full swing and operational. Right? And as a part of uh, evolution for your soul, experience separation is a precursor to wanting unity so there are you know there's kind of like the grand aspect and the grand scheme of how this planet is run and then there is like the sub aspect of like how that's actually being accomplished mm, and right now of course we're going through the great awakening through the great spring that's why i always use you know in our conversations i use the term spring cleaning a lot is because truly for humanity and for planet earth this is spring after a long winter so, you know, right now, what this planet is awakening to is, you know, there is a lot more desire on the part of the human race to be getting information, to come out of the darkness, to start being more united, like enough's enough, right? They choose to leave the separation for other third dimensional worlds and move on. It's a beautiful place to be. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. And um, I've heard that um like on the physical level right yeah. so it only also can be calcified absolutely and what, what does it mean so um imagine and by, by the way calcification is do, so the physical specifically as it relates to the pineal gland the physical and the energetic aspect of the gland are so interrelated that so the calcification is something becoming more rigid than it's meant to be originally. So, you know, in the human brain, the gland is becoming a lot more solid as opposed to 
liquid is, is the easiest way to describe this. On the energetic level, your gland is developing a shell, almost like a thicker shell, um, kind of like an eggshell, but thicker. Mm-hmm. So that's what's happening in an energetic body. And, you know, you could also describe that that's kind of like what's happening in the physical. In the physical, this gland is becoming a lot more rigid, a lot more solid. Solid actually means that basically solid materials don't receive things very well into them. That is the prerogative of liquid materials, Mm -hmm. right? Solid materials can hold certain things, right? Or provide like a wall from penetration. So solid materials are really good if you're trying to protect something from coming in. But they're really crappy as far as like receiving and processing things. They're not built for that. So one of the ways, right? And we're coming out of the great winter of humanity. During the winter times of humanity, the pineal gland was calcified. Hasn't always been calcified, but it has been during the winter. Because, you know, this world is just going through cycles. You know, when you are on the path of ascension, you don't just ascend from uh, down to up. You ascend according to a spiral. The spiral always means like it implies a little bit of a cyclical type of structure. A cyclical type of structure means that you have to move from from cycles that are some of them are a little bit more um, helpful. Others are a little bit more stifling. Right. So that is just basically human evolution. So as you're coming out of the winter cycle, one of the winter cycles, human uh, pineal glands have been calcified and have been rigid. Uh, Also, they have been rigid and have become rigid because they have been underused and underutilized. When something is underutilized, um, it is not in its optimal state. So imagine like an engine that hasn't like a an engine in a machine that hasn't been running for a decade like it's gonna need time to warm up but like it's you know in its cold state so calcification is basically an overabundance of certain um chemical compounds or um yeah chemicals um in in your uh pineal gland that are more rigid than the natural structure so particularly in this case it's calcium and fluoride that tend to cause that in the matrix of the pineal gland Mm -hmm. got it so it's always uh like the blockage starts with the physical and then goes to the no it's the other way around actually huh yeah, the blockage starts, uh, and, ve- and more often than not, when you think about the multiple bodies, um, things tend to start with the lighter bodies and then move into the physical. The physical body is the last to get hit with something. It's like your last frontier. So is it like a power of attraction because your mental is blocked, you attract all this calcium and fluoride? <laughs> <laughs> one way of looking at it it's not exactly that way so let's just say that first uh when the pineal gland was blocked there was a shell that was formed in the uh, energetic uh aspect of the third eye so that eggshell in the energetic aspect of the third eye was formed first so imagine this like antenna receptor and you know um like a mental body 
Yeah, not a mental body. And I know you're getting confused, but like technically the mental body is like this big receptacle, yeah. right? Your pineal gland is a much, much smaller, much more condensed receptacle, which is not to say that it's worse. It can actually pick up on a lot more elevated frequencies than your mental body does. Um, but imagine like a, on an energetic level, there are two... Now that we're, I guess, we're getting into the anatomy, the energetic anatomy of the, of the third eye. So there are two states of the third eye um, energetically. The first state is a little golden sphere. Uh, and this little golden sphere has a liquid, has like a liquid top, right? It's like a liquid sphere, almost like mercury, but gold. And it has like this ripples, uh, like almost like a, a light breeze is like uh, blowing. It has like light, light ripples. And then there is the second state of the uh, pineal gland when it's open, when it opens up like a lotus flower. And, you know, like all of its petals are open. Different petals actually are able to receive information from different dimensions, right? That's why it needs like multiple layers and multiple petals. And then from within, actually smack in the center of this open lotus flower is a rod, an antenna of sorts that is constantly receiving information. So these are the two states, the receiving state when the lotus flower is open and when the lotus flower closes, it closes up on itself, forming a little sphere, which is, you know, kind of like a, it's not a dormant state, but it's like a, a relaxed state, right? So everything always in, in, in nature has like the on state and the off state. So this gland has the on state, which is like, okay, I'm receiving in the flower format or the closed state is like, hey, I'm like chilling for a second and I need mm -hmm. a breather. Um, the first thing that happens before the physical gland gets calcified is there is a shell that's being formed um, around the pineal gland which preserves the gland almost like it's in, in its frozen state. When the shell is present, your pineal gland can only be in one state, which is the off state, which means that it actually has no option to open its petals up and start receiving with the, the antenna. Mm -hmm. It's in its closed spheric state. And by the way, like its uh, liquid surface is no longer liquid. It's more like a frozen state. Not only is this thing frozen, it also has this thick protective shell, kind of like a dinosaur egg. Then if that state, you know, exists for long enough and generally takes generations, what you would start to see is the atrophy in the physical hmm. and the atrophy in the physical gets manifested as a calcified pineal gland. So the same rigidity that you're experiencing in the etheric slash energetic you're going to start experiencing in the physical it is a byproduct right and yeah. and it actually is the last chain in the in 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 the sequence mm -hmm. got it and uh talking about anatomy just uh want to clarify because you said that there is like a mental body and uh there is like a third eye uh and it has like multiple layer, layers, right? But they leave one in another. 
like one inside the other i think you're getting a little confused, bit confused right? yeah I, I think you're getting a little bit confused third eye lives in the energetic body doesn't live in the mental oh got it but it has a connection with the mental body got it yes at like least it... in one of uh, the cells uh, of the energetic body correct well, yeah. Got it. Now it makes sense. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, is there um, like a positive and negative side, or like a positive uh, and the shadow side of the chakra? Well, the the shadow side of the chakra is is not getting knowledge, not mm -hmm. getting the knowing, feeling disconnected. You know, making all the wrong choices for all the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the absence of you know, what we just discussed. Oh, everything that yeah. we discussed. Yeah. Got it. But also, it's being close to the communication from the higher realms. It's being close from knowing what's good for you versus what's bad for you. It's having to make decisions in the dark. It's thinking that intellect is the only thing that runs this place. Right? Mm. I see what you mean. It's being closed off from your true purpose and actually your soul gifts. Because a lot of soul gifts are coming through the pineal gland. Hmm. Got it. How does the future um, look like? Like, are we going... Is our pineal gland going to open on itself? Because the frequencies are going up or we have to do something to do, to open it? So, for the ones that end, uh, end up evolving with planet Earth and the ones that are going to move into fifth dimensional consciousness uh that is very much correlated with the opening gradual mind you opening of the pineal gland it's not going to happen overnight um and it's not going to be a fast or easy process for most is that the direction that humanity is going absolutely will it take time yes and yes now can a human and i think i'm going to preempt your next question is what can a human do to speed and accelerate the process of you know opening their pineal gland what are the things that they should be focusing on what can they do today yes correct that would be my next question isn't that your favorite yeah okay so because the calcification not the calcification the rigidity should i say of the pineal gland and the brokenness starts in the energetic i would start healing that from the energetic and then we can move on to the physical. Actually, it's a complex. By complex, I don't mean difficult, but I mean like 360 approach mm -hmm. to how you get from the current state of humanity to into the future state of light. Um, so I kind of have three energetic practices that I would love to give you as far as the third eye. Right. Yeah. And they need to be ideally they are would be performed in a sequence. Right. Um, and then we can also talk through what can be done on the physical level. But mind you, if you it, it's kind of like imagine your body is a river, not your body, but like your light bodies are a river. And imagine that that river flows from point A to point B. So the flow of your river is always going to be from your spiritual body down to the mental, down to the emotional, down to the energetic, ending with the physical. That is the flow of your river. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, you could say, okay, like sometimes if you reverse it, you can move the other way around, but the most natural flow 
is from up to down. Because it's from up to down, if you fix the energetic, the downstream things are going to get fixed over time, no matter what. Hmm. I see what you mean. Right? Makes so we're sense. not trying to go against the flow. We're going with the flow. That's one of the definitions of going with the flow. You want to fix the physical, but you're stuck, you know, but you, you know, your problem originates in the mental. If you fix the mental, the physical will heal itself. Anyway, that, that was like a little tangent. Mm-hmm. First things first, because for most of you listening to this, your pineal gland has this thick shell, right? So you want to envision this. It's like a white, rigid, thick shell, uh, that surrounds um, your beautiful gland. The first thing that you need to do in trying to and attempting to reawaken this gland is to break the shell. So break or dissolve rather, you know, I don't really like the concept of breaking things, but the concept of dissolving things sounds a lot more organic and a lot more healthy and helpful. So what you want to imagine is this, you want to imagine a sea of liquid or an ocean or what have you, just a body of liquid. And I recommend actually doing this, like imagine like pink waters, like magenta pink, beautiful waters. And what you want to do is you want to submerge your personal pineal gland, energetic pineal gland, sorry, uh, let's say third eye in, in this case. You want to submerge this shell shelled uh, third eye right inside of this water, right? So you're going to see this like white, almost like a, um, like a ping pong ball <laughs> submerged in beautiful pink waters. And what you want to do is you want to rotate it gently clockwise in a clockwise direction, a little bit of a spiral. And what you want to do is you want to take in the healing properties of this very strong, beautiful magenta ray. And you want to have it penetrate into the pores of your white shell. And you want to see them dissolving that white shell. You know, step by step by step as your little ping pong ball of a gland is kind of like floating up, up, up um, in a spiral. You know, as it uh, goes through this process, you know, you will want to see this white shell softly dissolve. And what would be inside is the most beautiful liquid bowl of golden type of like mercurial light. By mercurial light, I mean like mercury as an element. A lot of you guys are familiar. Imagine you had mercury that was golden. That is what this thing looks like when it's in its healthy state. So you want to see your pineal gland that's no longer quote unquote calcified, right? Emerge on top of this beautiful magenta water. And what you want to see is... So now you have this little sphere that's this beautiful golden sphere, right? That's also liquid, so beautiful. And then what you want to see is you want to see it open up its petals like a lotus flower, right? 
and kind of like sit on top a top of this body of water that you have created in your meditation and you want to see this antenna come through or come up right and all of a sudden this antenna is ready for the receiving right that is the first meditation of the cycle and basically what it does is the bare minimum it just makes sure that now your uh, pineal gland can have an on switch as opposed to just an off switch right so again we're trying to bring the pineal gland into its original most optimal state that's the first second next thing you're going to have to do is to teach and train your pineal gland your third eye to receive different types of frequencies so it is probably already receiving some just such a limited range that's not really doing you much good the healthy pineal gland is able to receive all kinds of frequencies um, for this exercise and for this meditation we would imagine frequencies as colors technically speaking um, there are seven major colors of the rainbow that you want to be receiving, right? And two more colors. You want to be able to receive pure white light and you want to be able to receive pure gold light. If you're able to receive all the colors of the rainbow, plus the white and the gold, you're pretty much all set for 3D. You don't really need much else. Because chances of you you needing other type of colors and frequencies you know those are not very high so we wouldn't optimize for that so you want to train your pineal gland to receive the full range of frequencies as opposed to just receiving a very limited range so here's like a little exercise slash meditation for you what you want to imagine right so we can actually carry on with our meditation so you have your beautiful lotus flower of a pineal gland open and this little rod in the center in the receiving state kind of like almost saying hey come bring me the information i'm i'm ready and you want to imagine let's start with the colors of the rainbow right you can start with red imagine that there is like a source of red light and you can imagine as like you know something that's just flowing straight you know onto or falling straight like a it could be rain it could be light it's falling straight onto the petals of your beautiful flower and the little receiving antenna. So you want to make sure that your pineal gland is able to receive this red energy. So it would kind of like drop on the tip of your antenna. And then if you're able to receive it over time, you know, the little antenna is going to be colored red and all the petals of this beautiful lotus flower are going to be red as well. Right. So when you're able to receive that kind of frequency energy, your flower is colored red. So you want to go through all the colors of the rainbow, integrating the yellow, the orange, the green, the blue, the indigo, the violet. And then you would also integrate pure white light and pure gold light. So by integrate, right, I just mean being able to receive and recognize this energy. Because chances are your pineal gland is oblivious to that kind of energies because it's, you know, not been trained to notice or recognize that it is information, right? Especially white and gold, because those are very high level frequencies. These are the frequencies that are not very prominent in 3D, if ever. 
these are your higher dimensional guidance, you know, things. So you want to really feel comfortable that your antenna is able to receive this information, right? So that is pretty much the meditation around trying to understand the different frequencies and being able to receive the different frequencies. So from here, you know, you have kind of prepped yourself for the next step, which is practice. One of the number one reasons why pineal gland is dormant in so many people is because it hasn't been used in millennia. So the one way to quote unquote activate it or train it is to start using it. So here are a couple of exercises you can do to train your pineal gland to provide you messages. So you want to take a deck of cards, normal 52, you know, card deck. And, you know, you would shuffle the cards so that you don't know what card comes on top. And initially, you're just going to want to try to guess the color of uh, the suit. Is it red or is it black? Right? The way you want to do that is by, you know, looking at the card with your physical human eyes, then closing your eyes and trying to see, quote unquote, with closed eyes, what is the energy frequency that's below this card. And you will either see that as light energy or darker energy. If it's light energy, this is most likely a red suit. If it's darker type energy, it's most likely the black suit. So you want to train your eye to distinguish what is below that card without looking at the card. Initially, you're going to get a lot of them wrong. Then, of course, you want to you know open your eyes and check what, what, what suit it actually is. Was it red? Were you correct? Was it black? Were you incorrect? You know, so you want to check yourself. So you want to like train yourself to see with your third eye what is the card suit. As you get better at this, you would be able to see the actual suit. Is it spades? Is it clubs? Is it diamonds? So that is one exercise that you could be doing. Um, there are other exercises, actually, that you could be doing. Uh, for instance, if you're trying to get, and again, like the whole point of reinvigorating the pineal gland is to start getting useful information about your life, right? You're not necessarily, I mean, guessing a suit of a card is not necessarily useful information, arguably, unless you're, you know, a professional poker player, then that's a different story. But um, let's talk about most people. So one thing that you would want to do next as a part of the journey of opening up your pineal gland is for instance, um, say you're unsure about a particular person in your life, right? In whatever way. Uh, say you're not sure if you should be dating them, or if you should be marrying them, if you should be partnering up with them, if you should be friends with them, whatever. Uh, if you should be lending them money, you know, it's all a relationship type of game, right? So you want to close your eyes and imagine this human, right? And then what you want to see is the trail right? That this human has um, kind of like behind them. There's always a trail that a particular human is going to have and leave in your life, right? Is it, it, that 
is either going to be a black trail or a white trail. Black means no or bad. White obviously means yes or good. So if you have a question of like, should I be engaging with this person? And you don't know what the true answer is. You want to close your eyes. And with your third eye activating it in a meditative state, you want to see what is the trail that this person has behind them. Is it a white trail? Then the answer is yes, you should be pursuing whatever you want to pursue with that person. If the trail is black, you shouldn't be. Right? Mm -hmm. In the same way, you could actually ask yes or no questions to your third eye. You could imagine in a meditation state that you are in a field, you're sitting in the grass, and you're looking at the sky. And the sky has two words written in on it. Yes and no. So you can ask a question, a yes no question, general question, and you want to get present to which word gets illuminated up in the sky. And one will certainly get illuminated. And that is how you get the answer, the yes or no answer. The same way you could actually be able to predict uh, the future of a particular enterprise or, you know, a particular event. So, for instance, say your dog ran away and you don't know if the dog is going to come back and you really miss your dog. So what your third eye could tell you is, you know, are you going to find the dog? Is the dog going to return or no? And basically, that is another way where you can uh, leverage the the trail. So generally, positive events in our life have a very white trail behind them. And negative events in our life have the uh, the dark trail, right? Mm -hmm. So basically, you just want to look at the event of your dog being lost, right? And see what happens next. What happens next is always the trail. Like I said, kind of like behind the person, then it could be the trail behind the event. And you should be able to see, like, if you think of the dog in this event, and then all of a sudden, like, with your third eye, you see a lot of lightness, then it's a good thing. The dog would come back, or you would be reunited with your dog. If you see a lot of darkness, unfortunately not. But these are some of the very rudimentary ways that you can start getting guidance from your third eye without necessarily requiring your third eye to be in full swing and like showing you all these movies about your future and you know whatever other unrealistic expectations you might be having from your third eye it's all about like walk before you run so that is the you know these are the meditations that you want to do as far as like the energetic side of your third eye right um if you feel like you're not able to get the answers or you're not able to see the suits of the card, I recommend repeating the first two steps of this meditation, the decalcification, right? The uh, When you get to dissolve the shell, that's the first thing. And then the ability to receive all these different frequencies, mm-hmm. right? So if step three doesn't work, repeat step one and step two. Makes sense. And um, who are you getting like the answers from it depends uh you could be getting answers from your own higher self your spiritual guides slash guardian angels your ancestors source consciousness extraterrestrials i mean the list goes on uh collective human consciousness uh planetary consciousness like i mean there there there's so many many different options and does it really matter uh, who's giving the answer? Not really. 
can you like specifically ask i want the answer from this you could probably not in the very beginning stages because at the very beginning stages just like deciphering like what the answer is is hard enough yeah and you know trying to add an additional complexity of like i only want the answer from x it it could be harder because you know there are other centers that might need to be activated for you to get answers from other dimensions like if you're going for source consciousness you know you might need to also work on your crown and your seat of the soul first before you can you know get clear answers so i wouldn't complicate it mm -hmm. until you feel super confident that you're getting the guidance that you want and then you can take it uh, the to the next stage got it okay and uh, talking about like physical practices yeah Yeah, so, I mean, uh, there are some obvious ones around the calcification, which is, you know, it's it's all about the water that you drink and the water that you wash your body in. Uh, because, you know, your water doesn't just enter your body through drinking, but also through taking showers and swimming in the ocean or the um, swimming pools or whatnot. So, unfortunately, things like... Um, <clears throat> Things like uh, chlorine, for instance, in the water, like um, all these like uh, chlorinated swimming pools, those are really, really bad for you. They're going to be contributing to the calcification aspect, right? So you want to put filters, you know, in your swimming pools, in your showers to make sure that the water that comes through is as clean as possible because your body is going to absorb it. And then you also want to have filters for your tap water to make sure that it is as pure as is possible, right? Um, also, you know, just this this whole topic of water is, you know, uh, get pretty robust, you know, so there's like the bare minimum of things that you can do, you know, so distilled water, for instance, is way better for you than just tap water. And then you can get, you know, different levels of sophisticated with it where you could you know, use different stones or crystals to make sure that the heavy metals are, you know, are being absorbed or attracted to those crystals or those uh, stones. And then, you know, you only get like the lightest, most purest water that enters your body, right? Mm -hmm. um, of course, there's things like fluoride um, and, and, you know, uh, fluoride-free toothpaste is something that you would want to find. Um, you know, Fluoride is also being absorbed as you brush your teeth, especially the amount of toothpaste that humans use these days. You know, there's like an overabundance of it, which partially is driven by, you know, all these like marketing campaigns of all of these toothpaste companies that just want to sell you more toothpaste and more products. So they've taught you to use like probably triple the amount that you actually need to get to the clean to the cleanliness of your teeth, right? Because you have such an overabundance of fluoride in, in toothpaste and just so much product really just gets absorbed by everything and like by your gums and, you know, the, the little porous structures in your mouth. So, and that would go into your bloodstream and that would go actually in, into the pineal gland. So you want to make sure that as little fluoride as possible. Things like pesticides, you know, uh, not great. So you want to make sure you're buying organic produce and that you're, you know, um, consuming 
um, you know, as clean produce as you can from that standpoint. And oh my God, is it hard to come by on earth these days? That's true. I mean, these are, I would say, the main things. There are other things that could help decalcify your gland, like the use of essential oils, particularly like things like myrrh and uh, frankincense, pine. Like the more, like the more, like sandalwood. I guess the ones that are you you would uh, generally tend to use for meditation, meditative type states to deepen your connection. You know, those are really really good to kind of like awaken and clear the pathways. That now they're not necessarily going to decalcify your pineal gland in and of itself, but they would speed up whatever other processes that are already happening and they would work in unison with your um, energetic body as well got it what about like uh, different sound frequencies uh, absolutely chants uh... yeah the om absolutely helps um in general like um anytime anytime you detoxify uh with with sound do any type of sound therapy or sound bath it's certainly helpful for the pineal gland uh, because, you know, just, you know, before true de decalcification or like as a part of the decalcification process, you, you would need to detox the gland, right? Mm -hmm. And detoxing your brain is actually one of the harder things to do. So the one way to detox the brain is sound frequencies. And uh, what, what is the sound frequency that corresponds to the pineal gland um i don't think of it in that sense the 432 frequency is helpful um but it's it's more so it actually depends um so the reason it depends is not every gland pineal gland is calcified in the same way and to the same extent so the frequency that might work for you might not be the frequency that works for the guy next to you or the, the girl next to you. So if you want to figure out what that frequency is, I actually recommend using chanting, right? So doing your own healing. And you want to specifically set an intention to do two things. A, create a unique chant or unique frequency, right? With your own voice that would help speed up the process of the decalcification and the activation of your third eye. You know, so first, the power of intention. Super important. So you, as you're sitting down to chant, you want to put that out into the universe. That's one. Two, you want to set a secondary type of intention uh, for the overall detox of your body and detox of your brain. And then what you want to do is you want to pick a vowel, like whether A, O, E, Ooh, it doesn't really matter. Any vowel that feels good to you. And you want to take a deep breath in and from your abdominal, right? Like as low in your, like ideally from the lower abdominal, like almost like get that sound to start rising up from the abdominal to the throat. And then you want to, with that intention, still holding the intention to detox and um, activate the pineal gland, you want to change the frequency of your voice. You will most likely have to go lower and higher as you go by. 
very often you would want to start with very low frequencies, right? That's how the detox generally, the sound detox starts. You start with very low guttural voices and guttural like frequencies and moving on to very high pitched tones, you know, 10 to 15 minutes afterwards. Uh, the ones that resonate with, you know, the pineal gland eventually are going to be the more high pitched tones, but you cannot, you know, unless you start from the lower vibrating sounds, you cannot produce the exact frequency of the high vibrating sounds that would match the vibrations of the pineal gland. Does it make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. And uh, just uh, wanted to quickly talk about like maybe the shape and color uh, of uh, the third eye. Well, like I said that uh, in most people, um, the so like the shape is going to be the lotus flower. Yeah. And the closed eye is going to be like the dragon eye. Uh, the closed uh, the off switch would be the sphere, right? And it's a golden sphere. That's in most people. Mm -hmm. uh, at the same time, let's not forget that your third eye sector, center and sector is color violet, right? So the pineal gland feels most at home in the color violet or indigo, right? So... You know, you if as you're trying to activate these vibrations, these energies, you want to imagine, you know, your pineal gland floating and free floating in a sea of violet, you know, washing it, you know, and things like the violet flame. The violet flame totally helps activate the pineal gland. So both color violet and color indigo, very helpful. Um, I mean, another um, symbolic shape for for this is obviously the pine cone, right? Yeah. So you could also imagine that, but that's more on the physical level. Although the pine is a very interesting shape and it's a symbolic in its own right. There's a lot of sacred geometry uh, keys that are encapsulated in the form of the pine cone. Mm -hmm. It's actually a very, very ancient symbol on earth. And it is the precursor to a flower, right? So because uh, it's, you know, initially on earth, you, you kind of had these, um, you know, cypress and, and pine trees like before there were flowers and then you know flowers emerged mm -hmm. so it is kind of like the same thing but like only like a more ancient and more primordial way to refer to the lotus flower if you will got it and um, are there any um, like keepers um, like guardians of this energy like kind of third eye energy that can help you to work with um, these energies during the meditation? Um, there are always guardians. Like There's an infinite amount of guardians that would want to help you with your third eye. You know, I wouldn't want to necessarily name specific people or archangels. Mm -hmm. because any archangel you would ask for help would be able to help you with your third eye. I would actually probably, I think the, the one that's most interested in, in having your third eye activated is your own personal higher self. Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, that would be the best quote unquote person to ask for help and, you know, support in working with this organ. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. And uh, maybe the last question um, is about like some of the misconcepts uh, about the third eye, because there are so many like schools of thoughts. 
Um, Any particular ones that you want to address? Which ones have you heard that bother you? No. No? no. You haven't heard any no. that bother you? No. I mean, there's no misconception. It's just I feel like in... A, it's just a very misunderstood gland, right? Most of it is just being, um, you know, like if you look your look at your science textbooks, they're just going to tell you, oh, that just produces mel- melatonin and melatonin regulates your sleep cycles and just tells you when it's day and when it's night. I mean, that is just such a basic rudimentary way to look at the third eye that like I, I couldn't even... I can even take it seriously. I mean, if you think that's all it does, then like I feel bad for you, son. <laughs> I mean, I guess these these are the misconceptions. What other misconceptions that? Well, I mean, it's tied to enlightenment so much, but honestly, it's not really truly enlightenment. It's just like the ability to get information the way that you're intended to be getting information. So not everybody, in my opinion who has their third eye activated is enlightened in general i don't like that concept very much at all uh because i've seen a lot of people who have third eyes activated to a certain degree but they're not using it for the betterment of humanity so wouldn't call that enlightened um yeah i mean those are pretty much the main ones i think got it that's cool so thank you so much for sharing all this information uh with us today uh now i'm going to end our session and i'm very grateful for the information you provided to us today i'm asking the higher self to resume to where it belongs with much love and much thanks for the help and information it has been given maria today I know she's really going to appreciate it. Now I want all the consciousness and personality of Maria to once again return and fully integrate back into the body completely.